If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? These are the words of Moses to God in Exodus chapter 33 verse 15 and 16. The whole of this chapter of Exodus is fully submerged in the richness of God's mercy and generosity. Hopefully we'll talk about that sometime. But for now, consider those words of Moses and think for a second about this. What sets the people of God apart from all people? What sets Christ's church, the Christian, the sordid sojourner, apart from all other sojourners? The answer is resoundingly God, and as it is here, His presence. You see, the joy of Eden was not in its beauty, as its beauty was but a natural flow from the beauty of its Maker. The joy of Eden was not in its richness and abundance, for its richness and abundance would only derive from the abundance in its Lord. The joy of Eden was not in the rest and luxury that it presented, without any tedious tilling of the ground, as its rest and luxury would only rest on him who sustained it. The joy of Eden was actually God. And Moses understood this so well, that for him and all of Israel to take up a land flowing with milk and honey, that the Lord had sworn to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your descendants I will give it, would be anything but delightful, save the presence of the Lord. The milk and honey would be as sour and bitter without the presence of the Lord, as Mara's waters are bitter without the log provided by the Lord. If there is anything that is irreplaceable, if there is anything that cannot be substituted for, it must be the Lord and His presence. As stiff-necked as Israel was, Israel mourned when they heard that God would not be with them. They mourned because God is life and his absence is death. Notwithstanding the stubbornness of Israel, God was still merciful not to consume Israel, although his eyes are too pure to look upon evil. But instead, God was, as is also his nature, generous to promise Israel his presence and to keep it. This was nothing but pure, marvelous grace, grace that exceeded the stiff-neckedness and obstinacy of Israel. The grace of the presence of God is even more profoundly brought to men in the person of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. God condescended 
and pitched his tent, not outside of and far from our camps, as Moses pitched the tabernacle of meeting, but rather right within our midst. He entered into his own creation and became present among us in a way like never before, so that ordinary men beheld him, not as a pillar of cloud above the tabernacle door, but as a person who could be held, touched, kissed, and even pierced. Ordinary men beheld his glory, himself being the rock in whose cleft he hid them who beheld his glory. Christ is a bright sun and a shield. No man shall see God and live. Yet in the sun, the image of the invisible God, any man may see God and live eternally. Christ is our Emmanuel, God with us. But if Christ is gone to be with the Father, may we continue to say Emmanuel? Well, praise God. Praise God. Yes, we can continue to say Emmanuel. God made man for himself. He knows man runs on him. Man runs on God as the combustion engine runs on gasoline. Is it not in him we live and move and have our being? For this reason, to you who did receive him, Christ, he has given you the right to be a child of God and has given you his Holy Spirit so that his presence would be even nearer to you than your own skin is. God has desired to give us his presence and has given us a new desire to desire him and his presence. Might we then enjoy this free gift and desire the presence of God and all its riches. Amen. Now hear the word of God from Psalm 84, a psalm of the sons of Korah, telling of the blessedness of dwelling in the presence of God. Psalm 84 How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God 
than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Sordid Sojourner on desiring the presence of the Lord. I hope that it blesses your week. And if the Lord wills it, we will find each other here again next week. But in the meantime, arise, put your armor on, gird up your sword, and press on towards the goal, which is Christ. Amen.